Before diving into today's episode, did you know that this podcast has a supporters club? By becoming a member, you not only gain access to exclusive content, but also play a crucial role in supporting your favorite podcast. See the link in the episode description to find out more. Now, let's get back to the episode. Oh man, I'm just wondering, am I good enough? I mean, are things really, really like this now? Like... This, this job, I don't know if this job is up my alley. I, I don't even know if my relationship is still as strong as it is. Uh, um, does the tribe still respect me for being who I am? And will they stay around? I mean, like, God, it's just a lot of uncertainty coming my way. And I don't know how to handle it. I'm just really, really wondering sometimes. And I need some reassurance, you know? It's, it's really kind of hard for me these days. Especially with the way things tend to go sometimes you know like it, it it's eating at me and i don't know if i should continue on this show anymore even it's just i'm really really at a loss okay that's enough you know what i mean at the end of the day uh-uh first off i ain't going out like that secondly we are continuing on the series we are continuing on the show still got a lot of things to do a human weakness comes into play but that is just too many damn questions to answer but i'm gonna go ahead and try to make an attempt to do so because welcome to the j-man show here on j360 radio Hey, what's going on, J360 Legion? How are you all doing tonight? Welcome to the J-Man Show for episode 228, and of course, the start of season 6. And I'm your host, J-Man, of course. And I'm going to tell you, it's been a crazy couple of weeks, man. I mean, starting this whole new job and going ahead and uh, trying to make my life a lot better than what it was. You know, I took a risk to go ahead and do these things. And um, I'll tell you this, it's well worth it. Like, you know, there are moments where those questions at the beginning in the cold open, I kind of had those in my head there for a little bit. Even after finishing a great event like the Monster Fest, you know, the old adage still goes on, like, where are we going? You know what I mean? Like, how far is the road taking me exactly on this journey and all? And I think that deep down in the inside, you know, imposter syndrome comes up in the form for anybody. For me, it doesn't really show up that much, but this time it did because I was deep in my feels. And yeah, that day when I was in pain, man, I was really going through it. Like, I I was questioning my whole existence there for a little bit. But then I realized, you know, in a way of saying that maybe you're not good enough, you really, really are. And maybe as a way of trying to say, guess what, you know, it's okay to take a break and try to get some sleep and try to, you know, shake it off because that is good for your health. I mean, when you question things like, why are we here and where are we going? You're not going to get all those answers, especially not at that moment in time, even if you think you are entitled to them or not. And you see the thing about me and my lady are, we're good. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. You know, but there are moments where it's like, you know, that stuff starts to come in and starts to mess with you. But needless to say, it's just me being human. And I know that I've gone a long ways to get to this point. You know, like, I'm not going back, brah. I'm not going back to any of that stuff. That's like, hey, you know, I got this uh, six-figure income, but I think I'm going to go ahead back to uh, 
you know, Sam's Club where they treated me like crap. I think that's where my future belongs. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. It's a lie. It's comfort. It's all that other stuff. It's crutching. You see what I'm saying? And the thing about it is with me, no, I got movies to make. I got documentaries to do. I got events to film. I got, you know, a whole new state I'm going to in about a year or two. The thing about it is it's like everything is looking good. And the uncomfortable parts is that things have to change. And then I'm all for it, man. I'm all looking into that stuff, and I'm like, hell yeah, let's do this thing. Like, I got an event to cover tomorrow, to be honest with you. And it's just exciting. It's just lovely to see all this stuff starting to click. And especially with all the crazy stuff I do here behind the mic. You know, even J360 Radio is getting new opportunities for it. Like, I think we landed on another syndicate site damn like (laughs) hey i'm not knocking it don't stop now damn it let us keep going and you see the thing about it is as i keep doing this i know that some of these other content creators out there are just essing themselves right now yeah i know this is an edited show folks uh if this was the hangouts yeah i'd be going ahead and uh doing the sailor talk right now but then again i might change that a little bit because i own the network but then again i remember my agreement with my pops and you know i try to maintain that when i can and i'm not really mad right now i'm just saying like you know it's just awesome to see like things are changing in the right direction and, you know, the thing is, is just keep going steady about it. Like, a lot of people freak out. And, you know, the ones that really complain the most are the ones that really weren't going for you or the ones that really wanted to see you fail. And, you know, like I said before, I hope that they are hurt on the inside. I hope that they are just sitting in the back and just going through so much Ovaltine. And if you think I'm talking about the drink, you really don't understand my humor. And if you really don't understand my humor, hi, I'm J-Man. Welcome. And you see what I'm saying? And the funny part about that nonsense is, is that people will sit there and they'll be like, oh, I want to see it fall apart. I want to see all this stuff go down. Yeah, you're going to watch me succeed. And you not taking me seriously was a mistake on your own damn part. I don't need anybody's validation to be who I am, especially to run the programs that I do. Even if you bring up like the power play, not having a new episode for a little while, that can change by next week. And it will. And a matter of fact, with a lot of things, because that show is being redone and it has been revamped, it's fixed, it's full and ready to go. Anytime there's any takers and stuff like that, let's do this thing. I'm excited to see where that goes. Like, it's all about just trying to make time for everything and just finding out which projects is the most feasible right now, which is why we're starting with the triple play as I come back and get used to the swing of things. And I'm excited to go about this. I'm writing plays, I'm writing short stories again. And, of course, you know, I got features in the work and some old stories that need to be revised and ready and prepped to go. I'm set. The shop is here, baby. (laughs) You know? And with the way the uh, movie industry is going, you're going to need them. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, once again, oh, by the way, did you hear that Ridley Scott finally joined in the whole thing against superhero movies? Where he said, they're boring as S. That's like, bruh. Nobody like Covenant. Nobody like Prometheus. Some people went to go see Blade Runner. I don't think this is the time for you to be running around saying that stuff right now. See, once again, these are directors that are coming out of the woodwork to do this kind of stuff. Well, let me just tell you this. If you want somebody to blame on this crap, don't blame the audience. Because this superhero stuff is all leading somewhere. And as it was made and everything, it was successful. 
sometimes, much like the Nintendo Wii, it was too successful for its own good. But the thing is, as we are telling the stories and stuff like that, yeah, I kind of lost interest after Thanos. But as soon as I saw, like, you know, the whole Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man movie. Speaking of which, we got some uh, torpedo here going on. So give me a minute. I'll fix that in a little bit. All right, all right. Hey, can you guys hear me again? I had to go ahead and make sure, like, uh, Comcast is working with me right now. Maybe they were thinking I was going to talk about them this week. <laughs> I'll talk about them right now. Your networking skills suck, Comcast. Yeah, there I go. I said it. Now, back to the show here. Um, what I was saying was, is, like, this this stuff here, you can't necessarily blame the audience. And you can't necessarily blame, like... Disney for having a successful product, even though there's been moments where Disney is questionable. Like, um, I don't know, guys. I mean, like, even with Eternals, I, uh, I, um, mm, uh, where do, where do we go with Eternals exactly? I mean, like, look, (laughs) it at least lets you know that Cosmic Marvel is, um, getting bigger. You're getting to know different characters and you're getting to know, like, the Celestials are here and all that jazz, but you had to go through a whole lot of pretentious crap to get there. Kind of like um, the movie was just too big for its own good, maybe. And there's lots of movies that are like that. But, like, once again, it, it, it doesn't throw any stones to me. I'm going to be there for Spider-Man, man. Yeah, I'm definitely going to see how that live-action Spider-Verse takes place. Oh, you know. But, you know, as far as, like, caring about the overall structure of things and everything, well... That's questionable. I mean, we'll have to just see. I mean, like, I do want to see a decent Fantastic Four movie done in my lifetime. And for those that have been following me for a long time, you know that I'm a big-time Fantastic Four fan. So they do have that movie on the slate. And they also got the next Doctor Strange movie coming. And that's got me hooked. But as for anything else, you know, it's, you know, what, whatever. But the thing is, when it comes to, like, you know, Martin Scorsese, and it comes to, like, um, let's see, because uh, quite a lot of them are coming out of the woodwork and talking about how boring and pretentious uh, superhero movies are, and then you realize that there are some movies out here that people will regard as great, but then when you actually watch them, you know, it's kind of endurance, like Citizen Kane, for instance, a lot of people love that movie, or they'll talk about how great that movie was and how landmarking it it is for the whole structure of things, but when you sit there and watch it, it's like, mm, man, this is dry. You know, I actually like the unabridged version of Moby Dick better than this. <laughs> and Moby Dick, boy, whoo, it keep you there. Not saying that Moby Dick's not bad. It's just that you know, it, you, you're gonna be going through some exposition before you get to the action. See what I'm saying? And then, like, you know, The Irishman, okay, it was a decent movie, but, you know, once again, it's one of those three-hour-long movies that whether you really care about these characters or not, you probably wouldn't enjoy it. And then when you see, like, Lord of the Rings and all that kind of stuff, you know, most of the time, the action sequences are great, but it's usually you care about the character and you care about, like, what the overall structural plot of this whole sequence is. And you see, we all knew Thanos was coming to town and the Infinity Saga, and it all played out. But you see, in a way, it's kind of a tough act to follow, so they got to go ahead and regroup and try to figure what are we going to work with because they also got two Prime Avengers that aren't even there anymore. 
So, and then it's debatable whether what happens to Thor and what else is going on with the Hulk. Hell, they even said that World War Hulk is going to happen. And I'm like, okay, you waited this long to do it? All right. So, you know, it's little things like that. But as I sit here and as I think about it, um, I'm just like, hmm. It's it's interesting to see that Ridley Scott jumps into the fray about this. Whereas, like, you know, you look at some of his pretentious stuff, and then you take a look at, uh, well, did uh, did Venelou say anything yet? You know, because I, I, I know, he, he did Dune, and he also did another movie that I enjoyed, because I was kind of wrong about what I said earlier, because he did make another movie that I enjoyed. I just can't think of it right now, because I've been so knee-deep in my own projects. But it's just like, hmm, indeed, indeed, indeed. You have an opinion, that's great. But you know what happens when one of these prime people of society have an opinion? The mouth breathers come. The ones that come out of nowhere, the ones that can't think for themselves, the ones that need to use you or I as a way of getting through life, which is not bad. And like I said, I've met people who are inspired by the things that I do. And I appreciate them, and I always look at them, and I'm like, yeah, but as you're out here doing your thing, and if you plan on doing what I do, one, love what you do, two, have your own voice, okay? Don't do everything I do. And if you're smart, don't do a lot of what I do. Because <laughs> uh, sometimes it's questionable about J-Man and his, and his methods sometimes. And I don't know, I'm J-Man. But... You know, as I look at this stuff regarding superhero movies, I'm like, that's the market. Like, you know, at the end of the day, why don't studios try for anything anymore? You see what I'm saying? Instead of phoning it in, going through the motions, running through the laurels of things. Like, even then, they have like a, uh, don't they have like a female-led spinoff of Predator coming out called Prey? Which I think could be good if it actually stands on its own and it doesn't try to do what... You know, a lot of those 20-year sequels have been doing with a female lead. Saying, hey, boys suck. We can do anything that the boys can do but better. The whole Annie Oakley thing. You know, at least Annie had talent. You know, at at least when she did what she did. You know, she could actually back up her talk. Whereas a lot of people, that's all they have is the talk. You know, like, a lot of people are mad about Ghostbusters coming out, which, by the way, I'm very excited about. Like, yes, that is on the docket for me to go to. I will never not enjoy those. Uh, By the way, I did try again with Ghostbusters 2016, and I just didn't like it. It it wasn't... uh, It just wasn't good, man. I mean, like, some of the characters tried... All four of those women are funny. But when they're in this vehicle here... It is failure because they try too hard. It just doesn't have the charm. It just doesn't have any of that growth to it. And you could tell that they tried to shoehorn multiple different nostalgic moments. Or, you know, as people like to call it, fan service. They, they shoved all that in there. They had um, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man in there as a balloon. And that was it. I was like, man, that's terrible. But it is funny when their car got jacked by Slimer and his, and his girlfriend. <laughs> that was that was okay you know but it's slimer man slimer's gonna do all that kind of stuff he he's either gonna cause mischief or he's gonna eat or both and usually it revolves around the food so yeah so i'll, I'll always laugh at him doing stuff like that 
But, you know, getting to, back into it, though, a lot of people hated this movie coming up because they're like, oh, yeah, because he was women with girl power and stuff. And that's not the reason why people didn't like it. They didn't like it because it was a bad movie. They didn't like it because, guess what? There was no charm. There was no growth in this thing. It's the same thing with that Charlie's Angels remake that came out. Did Charlie's Angels really need a damn remake? I mean, couldn't you just do something else with that? Like, there, there's so many ways to go about that kind of stuff. You don't have to go ahead and be all gender biased with this crap. You don't have to just shoehorn this nonsense there. If it doesn't have my interest, I'm not going. If I don't care about the character and what that character, who could be whatever it wanted to be, goes through, I'm not going to be there. I mean, there's lots of Pixar movies I didn't go to see because, hey, I just didn't care about the characters' problems. You understand what I'm saying? But then again, I don't know anybody that really went to go see The Last Dinosaur. But it is what it is. It's just like, much like anything else, like people will go ahead and call you every name in the book under the sun because you have a disagreement about stuff. Now, that's why I created this show. Because I have a disagreement about a lot of things. I give you equality because it's an equal opportunity for you to go ahead and say your piece. And then I look at you and I'm like, okay, fine. You have an opinion. Here's my opinion. Can you take it? And then when I tell you my opinion, chances are you probably couldn't take it anyway. Or you'll go on ahead and try to convince me in some sort of way. And then try to tell me, uh, let's go Brandon. Even though at the same time, it's like, I'm not knee deep as a Democrat or a Republican. But I see that nonsense all the time. Oh, by the way, apparently um, the judicial system still hasn't learned a damn thing about it because they're still doing some wild stuff with both of these trials that are going on. Man, the the Rittenhouse trial is ridiculous, and the um, Aubrey trial is just as bad too. This is this is this is a mess, man. These jokers that are in charge of these things got to go. But you know, like um, at least in the Aubrey trial, you know, at least that judge is actually a little bit more. Um, you know, real, whereas the other one is kind of acting like that one judge that was happening during, like, the paternity thing of, um, the paternity case of, uh, what was it, Danny Lynn Smith, like, like, Anna Nicole Smith's child, like, that, that, that judge was ridiculous, too, like, I don't know, these, these guys have either been in these positions for a very long time, and, you know, have the best job security in the world, and something along the line made them lose their mind. And then they get put in this position where they get a lot of showboating. And it's some wild stuff, boy. But the whole thing with that Rittenhouse one, though, and a lot of people are kind of feeling open-ended about it because one of the guys that was shot by him, or allegedly shot by him, um, he had, like, a bunch of priors for, like, child pornography and stuff. But it's like this, once again, I don't think nobody really knew this and crap unless you took the time to look this up. And there are people out here that will go and look up this wild crap for no reason. They will actually take the time out of their day to go look this stuff up. And I'm like, I don't think anybody was on the level knowing about this kind of stuff. But still, at the end of the day, the courts didn't get to him. And then you're trying to make Kyle Rittenhouse look like a hero by proxy on this kind of stuff because he didn't know him. You understand? Like, I, I looked at that video and I looked at all that stuff. Well, first of all, he's running around with an AR-15 out in the middle of the night. So it's like, you know, it's like, come on. Like, like the whole damn situation is just as stupid as, like, the whole court case going on is. 
And then he up there balling and stuff. Like, he did it on cue, too. I was like, damn. You know, there's been moments where I've been in casting rooms, right? And I see, like, the actors audition and stuff, and they cry on cue. They have not done it like he has. I was like, oh, that boy good. Oh, man. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm sitting over there. I'm like, my God, give him a script, y'all. Because that's what he playing off of. And, you know, you can go with racial connotations on all this kind of stuff if you want to. But um, as I see this crap here, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's going to see any jail time either. I'm just sitting there. I'm just looking at it. I'm like, wow. This is how far we've gotten. We ain't got far on anything. But like I always tell Marco, the foolery has not happened completely yet. So just give it a little bit of time. And that's why I'm still going to be doing this series probably until I'm gone. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, we ain't stopped being stupid yet. You know, that race to the bottom is still going strong. And at that point, that's when I don't really need to second guess myself on anything. Especially, like, with those who follow me. Especially with those who download the show. Or any of those other things. I mean, like, I've managed to grow and progress and then like people join in and people go away and then like the thing is is that i'm holding on strong like there are people i've thrown out of j360 jams because of their attitudes because the way they act entitledly and all this other stuff i don't know if that's a word but let me just run with that <laughs> the way they've acted entitled you know what i mean like some people will go as far as um go as far to be like oh this is present it right you were presented like everybody else. Shut up. And then there's some people that are like, hey, uh, uh, the two songs that were on my cloud, um, you didn't get the right ones. Yeah, well, they were on your cloud, weren't they? You understand what I'm saying? And then, like, there's some people that are even crazy enough to be like this. Uh, you know, the songs that were playing on jams, they weren't the right ones. Um, could, could you change them? Jams is a live show, you idiot. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what, what, what in the hell kind of... See, I, I guess it's because I see it all the time and I designed it. And I'm like, are you friggin' stupid? See, look, the thing is, the people I get in the chat room on jams, they're not the entirety of the people who listen to jams. There are people that listen to jams who don't even go into the chat room. They have it on their apps. They have it all over the place. Some people listen to it through j360productions.com or they listen to it through, like, any other means that they can listen to it, they usually do. And see, that's why it's always good to be cordial and respectful. But I do know this much. The post-show is just as important as the live show. So if you even if you can't make it to this show, the show that you download, that's still the show. And you see, as that show is downloaded... The tracks that were played are the tracks that were played. I'm not going to wave no magic wand, go find your slot, pull those things out, and put two tracks in there just so you can feel good in the aftermath. What are you, ridiculous? Man, that's like, hey, let me get ready for sex after I jerked off. What is wrong with you? People are dumb. I, I mean, like, if you really think about it, it's just dumb. It's kind of like when, you know, um, certain people are like this, still holding a torch for people that won't make time for you. That, to me, is stupid. You know, like I said, I'm a content creator. My lady's a content creator. We make time for each other. And the thing is, is that, you know, we understand how busy our schedules are. But we do make time for each other. Whereas, like, there's some people out there, I need more from you. I, I just, uh, and holding out this whole thing. And then you look at it, it's like, what the hell, man? 
or a woman, or a woman. There are people that do this crap. Because I've seen this crap on OnlyFans, too. Uh, not one, yeah. A lot of wild stuff on OnlyFans. We'll look into that sometime. But I see this crap on, like, um, a lot of dating sites. Uh, I remember, what was that one? Um, God, the biggest the, the biggest clown show there is out there. I think it was Plenty of Fish. I remember this a long time ago because I did it out of interest. And this was, like, way back in 2017. This one chick thought that this 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 Mr. Wonderful, let's call him that, thought Mr. Wonderful was going to leave his wife for her. Classic scenario and setup, and guess what? True to form, he didn't. And he wasn't going to. He, <laughs> he wasn't going to leave that woman. That woman does everything for him. She bought him his clothes and everything. You could tell, too. I was like, yeah, look at this nonsense. He ain't leaving that his wife for you. And the thing is, she's still out there, still holding the torch for that man. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I was like, hey, look, how about we talk sometime as friends and stuff? So I, I gave, this is when I really use Facebook like this. So I gave her my Facebook page and stuff. And like, you know, it, I sat there and I looked at her page not too long ago. And she still talked about how men are scum and all this jazz. And it's like, take some damn responsibility, all right? Like, I'm not going to say that everybody can go through relationships easy. Hey, love is hard. And the truth is, you're going to go through a lot of tests and testimonies to get there. You're going to go through different things that you've never, ever really thought, like, you experience and stuff like that. But leaving is, like, the easiest damn thing. And you see, nowadays, everybody tells you, oh, you should get out of that. Oh, you should go do that. Oh, you should. And the funny part of you should is, like, in the aftermath of going after you should, they're never going to tell you what that next step is. Okay, now what? You left out of this because you had a disagreement. But now that person's not in your life anymore. And then the thing is, the disagreement probably wasn't that big. And then, you know, if you can smooth over things. But of course, you know, people fall apart over the damnedest things. Everything's highly reactionary now. So, no. That after the fact nonsense. But at that point, the person that gave you the advice, they're like, oh, uh, um, I don't know what you should do now, man. Uh, you know, things like that. Led you out on a bridge to nowhere. Sometimes, you know, the best thing you can do, unless it's somebody that's really beating the hell out of you and stuff like that, see it to the end. See what me, myself, I mean, if I start doing that kind of crap and I piss away a good relationship, I probably won't be getting another one. I'm going the distance with her. That's all there is to it. And the same thing goes for like uh, jobs and all that jazz. Like you might feel like you didn't reach your niche yet, especially when you start it. See, I just started my whole thing and it's nice because it's akin to what I usually do for my event videography side hustle and for J360 Productions, you know, <laughs> my, my life's work. And you see, as I make money in all these endeavors... You see, like, when it comes to them, you got to play ball their way because, you know, they work in an entirely different process. And you see, like, getting to know that and learn that is pretty on point. Unfortunately, though, there's a lot of red tape and there's a lot of this and that. And it's like, oh, shush. Can't we just get this main goal out of the way? But you see, it's because they're about that crap. That's the only problem. But for me, myself, I know this kind of stuff because I learned it in college. Mass media law will tell you this stuff. 
You got to tread softly. You got to walk on a tightrope and everything. And if it's not in this place where I work, I'm sure it's probably in a publication out there that's looking for people. You know, and lots of publications are hiring. So I highly suggest if you really are serious about this, like I am, you go ahead and you jump in on it. But it's just like anything else, you know. I'm still working out my niche and all that stuff, but they're going to start working with me on my skill set of things, which is videography. So in a way, there it is. Synthesis, you know? But the uh, crazy part about that is, is like, once again, if I piss that opportunity away, now what? See what I'm saying? So it's like that with anything. And like I said, like a lot of people out here, they'll give you romance advice. They'll give you, uh, you know, They'll give you romance advice, they'll give you money advice, they'll give you all this other crap. And then, yeah, they made it big on their side and it worked for them. But you see, I always say this, and I always think this too, results may vary. Results may vary about a lot of things. You gotta remember that sometimes. Just because it worked out for them doesn't mean it works out for you like that. And if it does work out for you like that, okay, well, did you find a way to make it sure like you know the game and you have your own style in the game? Because... There's no quick magic solution to anything anymore. Even when it comes to like writing screenplays and stuff, I have a lot of screenplays, but it really is depending on like what do I feel is going to sell and what do I feel I'm capable of producing at said time. That's what I mean by that. And then the whole thing like with relationships and stuff, you have to just be who you are. I mean, I'm not saying bury yourself for the sake of one. I'm just saying like... No, you should be yourself every time. I'm myself every time. You know, I have my highs, I have my lows. If the vibe is good, great. If the vibe's not good, you know, gotta go ahead and do something. But I'm committed, she's committed, and that's just the way that goes. You know, you just play it smart. And truth be told, a lot of people don't want to play it smart. They want to play it dumb. They want to be on Jerry Springer. They want to do all this other crap. They want to be on those damn small claims court shows that I watch now and again because I'm like, gee, this is the dumbest stuff I've ever seen, and it ain't me on TV right now. It ain't going to be me on TV because, you know, you got to go for the win-win, and a lot of people don't want to go for win-wins anymore. They want to go for, I'm right, you're not. Does that make sense? And that's why you got a lot of lonely, desperate, attention-seeking morons out here now you understand what i'm saying so yeah i could sit there and say i ain't good enough i could sit there and do all that kind of stuff but you see that that that's not how it works and i'll be lying to myself because it ain't true <laughs> i'm damn great i'm elated and i'm excited to see how the future goes along with everything especially as i go westward so you know it's just like if anything else the road continues. It's going to be a winding road. It's going to be a lot of uh, pitfalls here and there. But I ain't got time to sleep in a crater of my own sadness, unlike other people. You know? And the sad part about it is, if you feel like you're going alone, you might be achieving a little bit anyway, because misery loves company. You can throw that crap around in all sorts of places, and I guarantee there's somebody that's feeling the, the edge like you are. But the thing about it is, they're willing to jump. You ain't willing to jump yet. And you know what's really uh, upsetting about that, right, is that, see, we're about to jump into the holiday season where a lot of people out here have a hard time. Turkey Day is a pain in the ass for a lot of people. Hell, Christmas is too. And then, like, New Year's maybe, eh, I don't know, I don't know. It's there too. Like, as we're going into all those things, it's like, yeah, the best thing you kind of want to do is be a little bit more kinder and a little bit more, like, mm 
it ain't me going through that. You know what I'm saying? And just be like helpful. That that's that's no no reason to not be helpful. So you want to maintain that kind of kind of good graces and stuff. Because I mean, like a lot of people will sit there and they'll tell you all this jazz, and then after a while you'll realize it's nothing but pure BS. Or they'll tell you all this other stuff, like, oh, you know, that person's a simp. It's like, how would you know? Like, I, I, I know a guy who actually is pretty good with his advice sometimes, but then there are times where I'm questioning it, and I'm like, how would you know? You know? But, hey, human relations, I can talk about that on a whole nother episode because that is a lot to deal with. And indeed so. Because, you know, a lot of psychological damaging and stuff. Which is another damn thing. Mental health, right? Yeah, you know, it's funny how people will come up in there and try to take mental health and um, align that with genders too. I guess because it's a demographic thing or I guess it's because, like, you know, behavioral health is uh, gone into that sort of style. I, I don't know. But at the same time, I'm always like, you know, whatever happened to... Here's the thing about be, you know, here's the thing about that. Why not just treat everybody with respect in a way? And why not just at the end of the day help people with, you know, like this sort of thing, like don't don't be a dick. Don't be a jerk. Don't be a a-hole. When somebody says no, they don't want to go out with you, they don't want to go out with you. It's totally okay. It's okay to go home, but nobody wants to be, oh, I can't look weak. I can't be embarrassed, man. My, my homies is looking at me. Well, screw your homies. The hell with them. They don't give a damn. I mean, like at the end of the day, <laughs> at least you made a move. Oh, and I like that kind of stuff too. When people do that, like, like say like if there's somebody you was interested in and you go talk to them, your homies like, oh, no, nah, no, nah, man, you should do that. You got to crawl for you walk, brah. You've been rubbing a bottle too much, huh, pump? You know, that's what I say. <laughs> Hell no, shoot your shot. Go ahead and turn in your damn... You know, it's like this. Ladies too, and you unidentifiable jerks out there. Like, yeah. Shoot your shot. Go for those jobs. Go do these things that you said you was going to do. Even if you don't think you're good enough. I mean, at the end of the day, go ahead and do it. What the hell is stopping you other than opportunity and air? Just people are ridiculous with their stuff, man. I look at them every week. Even when I was doing the Monster Fest, I was like, damn. Sometimes I don't want the Monster Fest to end because then I got to go after real life monsters. Yeah, sucks. But other than that, though, it's good to be back on this series. <laughs> and I mean, there's nothing else I would rather do. No matter where I'm at, I'm always going to be doing J360 Productions. And I'm always going to be fighting for things that I believe I deserve in the lifestyle that I'm trying to live here. And I'm going to have to go through the uncomfortable moments of change. And the thing is, I'll always have a very beautiful woman there alongside me as I go through it. In addition to a wonderful tribe. So, you know, the thing with the thing with the core values of the tribe are these guys are respectful and I respect them. You know what I mean? I always check in and see how the Jam Fam's doing. I always check in to see how, you know, people in the J360 Legion that have been adamant and always like hey when's the next j-man show and stuff like that you know i always check in with them see how they're doing because you never know who you inspire and i try to be that hero that you don't hate <laughs> you know what i'm saying because they say never meet your heroes and uh for me i don't know if i'll ever meet the heroes that i've had in broadcast and of course you know i'll never meet some musician you know musical artists that i idolize because quite a lot of them are gone now so you know it's just like the way it goes sometime but 
it is what it is. And, you know, you just have to go ahead and try to um, be inspired by them in another way. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, do right by them and try to be the best you can be. And God knows there's a lot of producers out there that um, I do not idolize because them skeletons that came out of the closet and it's like, what kind of game am I playing here? So, <laughs> you know, like, uh, oh, man, Weinstein was never a hero to me. But you see, Alfred Hitchcock was, and now Dakota Johnson went ahead and started talking about the bad blood between um, Alfred Hitchcock and her grandmother, who was actually in that movie The Birds, I think. Which, by the way, yeah, there's a lot about old Hitch and the way he treated some of his actresses. But, see, once again, it's like, do we admire these people because of their accolades, or do we think about them as people? You know? I don't know. Basis for another episode, I guess. Because I, I, I get into this uh, conversation with a lot of people that like uh, Hulk Hogan. You know what I mean? Hulk Hogan is a great wrestler, but Terry Bollet is a slime ball. And if you don't know who Terry Bollet is, take a look at Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Just letting you all know. But, um, hey, that's something you guys are going to have to work out for yourselves. But, like I said, the road goes on. J-Man ain't going anywhere. Even when we hit 300, people, we got to aim for 400, too. So, yeah, carry on on that. And then not only that, you got jams coming up on Friday. I got to go ahead and get some sleep for this event. So, hey, wish me luck, all right? And uh, same for those of you out there that are still trying to keep your nose to the grindstones and stuff like that. It pays off. Just stay focused, and you'll be fine. All right? Till then, though, this is J-Man signing off. You guys take it easy for me. We will catch up again soon. Oh, yeah, and by the way, welcome to the sixth season. Peace.